0: Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is from a recent message given by our pastor, Dennis Fountain. We hope this sermon will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. I find myself, and maybe, uh, maybe you're like this, but I find myself going through that. I find myself often just kind of living a day and thinking, God, is 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 this all there is? And you, you kind of have that that defeat mentality. Uh, but the truth is that God has so much more for us because we are more than conquerors through him. And I'm looking forward to the theme and I'm looking forward to really how it's going to uh, uh, apply to us. And so we're gonna get right into it tonight. So take your Bible, if you would, and go to 2 Corinthians chapter number four. 2 Corinthians chapter four. As you find your place there, uh, Everybody in here has probably had a conversation, something like what I'm about to tell you, Uh, especially if you have kids. You've walked in the room, or maybe your spouse has walked in the room, or something, and you've looked at somebody, and you say, hey, what's wrong? And they go, nothing. Well, are you sure? Yeah. Why, Why would you say something's wrong? Well, because you just, you look extremely sad. No, no, I'm fine. How many of you had a conversation like that with somebody? If you're my mom, then you would say, well, if you're fine, tell your face. That's so my mom used to say. we walk around moping. She'd say, quit walking around looking like you've been sucking on an onion. Man, if, the, if you're okay, tell your face. In our family, uh, I tell the kids, I say, change the tune, dude. Man, Change the attitude. And you know what? Every now and then, every now and then, every child of God, we need God to kind of look at us and say, hey, tell your face you're okay. Hey, tell your life you're okay. And tonight, we're going to understand that a lot of believers, they need to hear that. A lot of believers, a lot of us, uh, myself included, we need a little pep talk every now and then from the Lord just to simply say, hey, you are victorious, quit living, defeated." You see, the fact of the matter is, what we discovered this morning is that if you and I are, uh, if we're saved, then we're going to know that in second, oh, I'm on the wrong slides. Give me a second. In uh, Romans chapter, uh, Robert, where are you at? Come fix this. Hurry. Uh, in Romans chapter eight, verse number 37, you read this, nay, oh, it fixed itself. Thanks, Robert. I just want to see if you can get up. Uh, it says, nay, in all these things, we are more, there it goes, Robert, what is up with your computer? In all these, did it do it? Oh, it didn't? Oh. It's an inside joke. Uh, it says, In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Man, the truth is, and we saw it this morning. Because of Jesus Christ, because of his death, burial, and resurrection, every single one of us, we truly are more than conquerors. And that's our theme for the year, what we're going to do. And so we don't need what we're going to look in, so we don't need to uh, go around discouraged and defeated. I mean, uh, are there discouraging things that happen in life? Yes, of course there are. I mean, it's part of life. Can we then just go around all of the time happy and unfazed when things are hard? No, we in and of of ourselves, we cannot just go through life uh, thinking and and pretending like everything is hunky-dory. But the truth is that we can live with victory in Christ regardless of our circumstances. We can go through our days and trust that the Lord is in control and we can go through our life still worshiping him and still working for him and we can go through every circumstance that we face and no matter what we face, we can go through it with God on our mind and a a desire to continue to live for him no matter what situations may come our way, we can still have purpose and joy and strength and live with a love for the Lord. One man said it this way, he said to underestimate God, is to overestimate your problems. And that's what a lot of people do. They live defeated because we underestimate what God can do. But the fact is that there is no problem that is too big for God. There is no situation that will defeat him. And since I belong to him, he tells me that I am more than a conqueror. I don't have just some small last second overtime victory. No, I, because of Christ, live with a decisive victory. And the fact of the matter is that you and I, we can choose to live a victorious Christian life every day. Every day you can walk in victory. Well, what about the days that are hard? You can still live in victory. And tonight I want us to discover how we as a church are going to live in victory this year. How we're going to live out this idea of being more than a conqueror. We're gonna see all of this through the life of one man, the man who wrote the words to our theme. Someone who, humanly speaking, he had plenty of reasons to go around defeated and discouraged. And yet, he lived in victory. His name was Paul. You know a lot of Paul's story, but tonight we're going to study out from a a very great passage of Scripture, of some key truths as to why Paul was able to live in victory. Take your Bible if you would, and let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number four, and let's stand together. I'm gonna read the, the whole chapter. It's only 18 verses, but we're gonna read through this tonight, and I think we'll see how Paul lived in victory, how you and I can live in victory, and how it can affect the victory of our church. 2 Corinthians chapter number four, Paul writes these words. Therefore, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, redound unto the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. If you know anything about the story of Paul, you know the story of a man who went through a lot. And yet, when you read the writings of Paul, you read the writings of a man who demonstrated a victorious Christian life. You read the writings of a man, I don't know if if you could read through this and think, yeah, Paul was pretty discouraged Yeah, Paul was pretty defeated. I really don't think you could go through any passage that Paul wrote. There are places where he talks about wrestling with the emotions and the struggle, but I think every time you read a a passage that Paul wrote, you discover that he demonstrated that victorious Christian life. And tonight, what we're going to discover is the how. How can we live a life, the life of a conqueror? What does that look like? And how's it going to affect our church? And I think tonight, from this passage, we're gonna understand some great truths and be encouraged with some things. And so let's pray, and then we get right into the word of God. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, why don't you take a moment and ask the Lord to speak to you tonight? You can pray something simple of, dear God, please speak to me. Dear God, please speak to me. And then make a commitment that if he speaks to you, that you're listening and that you'll respond to him tonight. Dear Lord, we just wanna come before you and we wanna thank you for your word. And God, we're so thankful that we can gather tonight, whether we're here in person or online. Thankful, Lord, for the freedom that we have to do that. We pray that you would help us tonight. Help us to tune into your word, to understand that you desire for each of us to live in victory. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to my heart tonight. I I want to hear from you, and I I need to hear from you, Lord, as that uh, first song we sang tonight, that we just come broken, and we come ready for you to work in our lives. And so, God, I pray that you would take the words that are about to be said, that they would be your words and not mine, and, Lord, that you would just speak into each of our hearts. We pray that you'd give us courage to make decisions based upon how you speak to us. And Lord, that you'd help us, uh, Lord, with everything that we're learning tonight. Help us to make the decisions that you want us to make. We love you. We thank you for your love. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You go ahead and be seated. As I stated a moment ago, if you know the story of Paul, then you know that Paul was one who really, truly went through a lot. And yet we find that Paul never walked through life defeated and and discouraged. If you study his life, you find actually just the opposite is true, that Paul lived in victory. And tonight from 2 Corinthians chapter number four, I want us to see a few things that helped Paul live in victory, and I believe they can help us as well. I want you to notice first of all tonight that if we are going to live in victory as Paul lived in victory, number one, we need to remember that it's all about Jesus. Remember that it's all about Jesus Christ. Notice what Paul wrote in verse three down through verse number six of Second Corinthians 4. He said this, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face, wrapped up in the face of Jesus Christ. If you were to read these verses just even as a, at a casual reading you would quickly understand that Paul understood this truth, that everything in this life is about pointing to Christ. What did he say in verse number three? Hey, if our gospel be hid, if the truth of Jesus is hid, it's only hid to them that are lost. And he continues on, verse number four, we just read it a second ago, when he said that the the devil hath blinded the mind of them, lest they should, what, believe in Christ. Why? Because he's the image of God. And then he says in verse number 5, we preach not ourselves, we preach Jesus. Verse number 6, God used or God showed us uh, his glory through Christ. Paul recognized that there's an importance in this life and it's the fact that everything should point to Jesus Christ. But I think Paul not only realized about the glory of Jesus, I think Paul understood that everybody needed to hear about Jesus. And so tonight, when we look at this idea that it's all about Jesus, we need to understand the, the whole reason that Paul traveled, the whole reason he started churches, the whole reason that Paul uh, wanted to walk in joy around uh, uh, unbelievers, the whole reason that Paul could go through uh, the, Roman, the Roman jail and all of that stuff, the whole reason he could do that is because he knew he wanted his life to point others to Christ. In that statement in verse number three, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Paul understood, hey, this world needs Christ. I think one of the main reasons that Paul was able to live in victory is because he never lost focus of what matters, that people need Jesus. You know, you and I, we can often think of a lot of things that matter in life. We think about our finances. We think about our houses and our cars and our position maybe on this issue or that issue and our our work or our hobbies or our uh, um, our, our thoughts about maybe what's going on within the country and we kind of we can allow a lot of those things to consume our mind but the truth is that when you and I pass from this life into eternity there are only two things that you can take with you number one the only thing that you can take with you number one is what you've done for Christ on this earth just how you served him. But number two, and most importantly, what you take with you is the souls of others, people that you have personally impacted for the cause of Christ. Paul was passionate about telling people about Jesus, and he understood that this life is all about Christ. I want us to understand tonight that living a victorious Christian life happens when we keep it in our minds that this life really is about him. Life is about pointing people to him and to his saving grace. And as a church, we're going to live as more than conquerors by remembering it's all about Jesus. What is this going to do? Well, it's going to affect our outreach. When we remember it's all about Jesus, we remember that behind every single thing that we do at Moses Lake Baptist Church is the gospel. Behind everything that we do, every event that we plan, every service that we plan for, behind it all is the purpose of reaching people with Jesus Christ. And I'm looking forward to being more than a conqueror in outreach. Well, how are we doing this? This year, <coughs> excuse me, this year, Carlos is already done a great job. Carlos came on staff, and he's, of course, working with our kids, which I'll talk about in a moment, but another uh, task that was placed on Carlos when he moved here is just to oversee the outreach, and Carlos began, of course, we're in the middle of COVID. Not a lot of outreach happened during COVID, Uh, just the staff guys kind of going out, but we began to uh, come up with some plans and some things that we are going to do this, this in the new year to help reach our community with Christ, and this year, Paul has some, or Paul, Paul does too, but Carlos has some great things in store uh, for reaching people, and really it just starts with understanding the need to be personally involved. Man, to be personally involved with reaching reaching people, uh, this happens on a daily basis with you and with me. How can I be personally involved? Well, there's a great resource called Tracks. They're just little gospel invitations that we keep on the back tables. Have those with you. Why? What's that do? It just makes me available that when God brings anybody across my path, I can give them a track. I don't have to go through the entire plan of salvation with them. I can point them to the track. I can point them to the gospel on the back. If God opens the door, great, I can go into the gospel with them. But the truth is, many of us don't, are not personally involved in reaching others because we're not prepared to be involved in reaching others. And so this year, we're gonna really encourage everyone just to continuously carry gospel tracts with them. You never know what God will do and how God could use it. You never know. I mean, uh, history shows some of the greatest preachers in history were saved because of a gospel tract being given to them. So our outreach is gonna start with that personal personal touch of being involved. Uh, This year, we're gonna unveil... The second week of February, uh, that's going to be, it's Sign Me Up Sunday. We'll talk about it in a minute, but Sign Me Up Sunday is just an opportunity to sign up, to be involved in different ministries, and that day, we're going to unveil a new outreach plan for the year, and I hope that you'll be involved. It's a matter of just taking a map a week to to maybe go blitz one street, 15 doors, 20 doors, and put a track on, or maybe knock 15 doors in your neighborhood just to tell people about Christ. What are we going to do? Why are we gonna do that? It's all because it's about Jesus Christ. It's about letting this world know that there is a Savior that loves them. And I'm excited about the outreach that we're going to be looking at, the blitzing, the door knocking. I'm excited about the social media outreach this year that we're going to be having. I don't know if you saw, but even through COVID, we posted a number of, uh, of outreaches through our social media and a number of advertising uh, advertisements. And this year, uh, it's been our goal for about, really about nine months uh, coming into 2021 to just kind of really use social media as an outreach avenue. I don't know, but have you noticed how many people are on social media? Man, everybody's on there. Everybody likes to complain about it, and yet they stay on there. And the fact of the matter is that it's a great avenue to reach people with the gospel. And this year, we're going to be running a number of advertisements on social media. This year, we're going to have a number of ways for you to go uh, onto the website or onto Facebook and begin to invite people to events and help people check in at at the church and help people uh, maybe understand the gospel. We're going to have some gospel presentation videos through the year on the social media outreach. And all of these things are just ways that you and I can be personally involved in reaching others. Why would I do that? Because it's all about Jesus. Because if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. We're not hiding it from the saved. We're hiding it from the lost. So I want to encourage you this year to be a conqueror more than a conqueror. How do I do that? Well, be a follower of God who invites others to follow God as well. Be somebody whose gospel is is not hid. One of the ways that we'll be involved this year are into the city outreaches. Man, I love the fact our into the city outreaches, we didn't get to have a lot of them this year. We, we did a few of them, but they looked differently well, I'm looking forward to 2021 this year and having uh, our Fair Booth outreach again and our pancake feed and uh, going into the month of, of August and looking at all of the blitzing that takes place and the uh, donuts and doors through the year that we'll be doing uh, the, the Ignite Youth Rally and just so many different ways that our church continues to be involved. Why do we do all these outreaches? Why do we plan events? Why do we uh, plan big days? All of it is because it's all about Jesus. And I hope we wouldn't forget that. I hope we wouldn't forget, even down uh, to the personal level, why should I grow in my walk with the Lord? Because it's all about Jesus. Because you never know who God could use. Why should I be faithful? Because it's all about Jesus. Why should I hand in a track? Because it's all about Jesus. Why should I care about my testimony at work? Because it's all about him. It's going to affect our outreach. I think it's not only going to affect our outreach, it'll affect our missions one of the best things that we can do to remember it's all about Jesus is to continue to be involved with missions. Currently, we support uh, 12 uh, 12 missionaries, I think, 12 or 13, and uh, you can go top left and over. You have the, the Lancasters, the Creekmoors, the Bosworths, the Blues, the Moses family, the Park family, the Ty, Tyler family, the Innes family, uh, the Sanders, the Guy family, the Thomas family, the uh, Connor family, all of these families, people that we support every month, sending them uh, encouragement through letter, but then also sending them money so that they can stay on the field. And some of them have had a very challenging year uh, Pastor Park, his mother just passed away a month ago, and he can't come back for the services because of the travel things. I don't, could he make it back? Was he, did he, make, he was able to make it back, but at, at the first, they didn't think he would, but Amos Moses, man, he's not able to do his trips to India. The Sanders, they can't be uh, in the country that they're in. I mean, the Ennis family haven't been able to be back uh, to America for a while. There's a lot of things that have taken place. You know what they need? They need churches that stay on board with what they're doing. Well, how will we remember to stay on board when we remember it's all about Christ? We're taking on two more missionaries this year, the Hector, Hector and Erica Garcia. Uh, of course, we looked at them going to South America. And then you have uh, the Tomlinson family looking at that 1040 window. And these are two more missionary families that we wanna partner with. Well, how can we do that when we remember that it's all about him? How can we support? How am I gonna have the finances to give to missions when we remember that it's all about him? It's all about people knowing Christ as savior. When we remember that, it's gonna affect how we serve. I'm looking for that, forward to that Sunday, sign me up Sunday. And in February, just looking to a day and, uh, where we encourage everybody to be involved in a ministry. Everybody to be involved in a ministry. I would encourage you to begin praying now about being involved. The old quote, many hands make light the load, is so true, even within a church. Man, the more folks that we can get involved, the more that we can accomplish for the Lord. And I would encourage you, each of us, to just plan to be involved. Maybe it's gonna be through the kids' ministries. I'm loving what is taking place in the clubhouse kids. Today, they started the, uh, it's a competition with the Conqueror's Cup. Where's the Conqueror's Cup at, Carlos? Is it downstairs? Someone go get it. Micah, go get it real quick, hurry. The Conqueror's Cup, we've challenged kids with a, a, Uh, being at church, attendance and memorizing verses and bringing their Bible and bringing guests and doing the Quiet Seat Prize, uh, all of these things you say, well, why do we do that? Because it's all about Jesus. Why would we have a competition? I mean, shouldn't they just wanna be here? Yeah, but let's make it fun. Let's have a good time. Let's hurry, bring that up here. Hurry, come here. Look at you, man, you're a stud. The Conqueror's Cup. This month, the prize for the Conqueror's Cup, it's boys versus girls. And the group that does the, the best, this month, it's a pizza party. Is that right? At the end of the month, they win a pizza party. That's hence the big piece of pizza. Uh, you know what? The, man, I'm hungry right now. Just, the Conqueror's Cup. This is something you say, Pastor, why would we do some things like that uh, for the kids? Because it's all about Jesus. Why would we help them want to be at church? Because it's all about him. Why would we want to help them uh, invite friends and memorize the verses and bring their Bible? Because it's all about Jesus. You see, what it's going to do, if you think about it and understand tonight that every little thing that we do, every little way that we serve, it's all about Christ. He's behind it. He's behind the music at Moses Lake Baptist. Man, I praise the Lord uh, for the music this year. And I, you maybe haven't caught on, but 2020 was a challenging year for the staff. Man, every week happened to be innovative in a new way or, or something going on or people to be involved. I mean, there was, it was just a different year. You know what I'm thankful for? That behind it, everybody understood it's all about him. So the weeks that we were live stream only, and really we were never live stream only. There was always people around. But the weeks that we were live stream only, you know And I'm so thankful for the investment of the music team and, and everybody involved in that. All the way from the video, from the cameras, to the videos that were produced, to uh, Brian coming up with the, the songs and the order of service and making sure the slides are in. I mean, really everything. Why would we do all of it? Because it's all about Christ. You know what? This year, when you see that it's all about Jesus, you might say, you know, I want to be involved. I want to be involved. This year in the music I'm looking forward to uh, to more folks getting involved in singing, and uh, Brian has on the plans to get some more instrument, instruments involved in the music, and more involvement from us as a congregation, some new songs, like the one uh, we just learned tonight with Just As I Am. I'm loving. I love that song. We sang it at, at Micah's very first Sunday, and I asked Brian afterwards, why haven't we sung that yet? And he goes, oh, we were supposed to, but with COVID and everything, I was like, bro, just sing the song. I love that song. You know what? What a great song. We're going to learn some new songs, and, and some new hymns. Did you know we may not know every hymn that there is out there? (laughs) Brian walked in the office on Thursday night with an order of service. He said, hey, we're singing these tonight. And I looked down. I said, what is this one right here? And he started singing it. And I was like, I have never heard that song. He's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard that. Maybe once. Maybe I've heard it, but I don't remember it. He's like, pastor, this was written in like the 1600s or something like that. Now, when was it written? the 70s still that's an old song <laughs> it's very old uh you know what but there's been there's songs out there that we don't know and this year's a year where we can learn them and I hope that it would be a year where we say you know what I'm going to be involved well why would I be involved in the music why would I be involved in ministries like cleaning or ministries like the the kids and the teens and uh, why would I do all of those things because it's all about Jesus It's all about Christ. I'm thinking about our Ignite Youth Rally and the youth conference coming up. We have a youth conference in Goldendale, Washington, April 8th through the 10th, and then Teen Camp, June 21st through the 25th, where we're going to make a a plea and and an encouragement for teenagers to go and, and to invite their friends and try to raise money to pay for kids to go to camp. Why would we do that? Because it's all about Jesus. You see, Paul, he lived in victory. Why did he live in victory? Because he remembered it's all about Christ. Our church can live in victory. We can live as more than conquerors if we remember it's all about him. It'll affect our outreach. It'll affect us being missions-minded. It'll affect us serving. It'll affect our involvement. Paul continued to remember it's all about Christ, and you and I must as well. But notice, secondly, Paul also remembered, I can trust in Jesus. He remembered, I can trust in Jesus. Notice the verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 14. Paul writes this, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Because we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the, the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also, By Jesus and shall present us with you. And I don't know about you, but when I read those words, especially verse 8 and verse number 9, I'm just kind of in awe. In awe because of everything that Paul went through, and yet he was still able to write these words. Later in the same letter to the church at Corinth, to believers at Corinth, Paul would write a summary of kind of some of the challenges he went through. Notice his summary in 2 Corinthians 11. He says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, that means to be whipped above measure. In prisons, more frequent. In deaths, oft. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Uh, Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils uh, in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and naked, beside those things which are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. You see, Paul was just listing out a number of things that he went through and uh, isn't it interesting that Paul had all of those things and it didn't stop him from serving the Lord and following the Lord and yet we let a little thing like COVID-19 stop us from everything. I'm not gonna go there tonight. Can I just help us see something? Paul understood, hey, I can move forward for the Lord. Why? Because I can keep trusting him. He would go through all of these things, and yet, in our passage in 2 Corinthians 8, he says, I'm troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Saying, there's pressure all around me, but it doesn't affect my spirit. I'm perplexed. We've been perplexed, but we're not in despair. That means things at times have seemed hopeless and without resources, but we still have hope. Persecuted, but not forsaken. We've faced great affliction and persecution, but we do not walk alone. Remember, it was Paul who said, though all men forsake me, I know that the Lord never left my side. Paul said we were cast down but not destroyed. We've faced many humiliating situations and hurts, but we have not been left to die. How is it that that Paul could say all of these things? Well he summarizes in verse 13 and 14 when he says we having the same spirit of faith as it is written according as it is written I believed and therefore have I spoken we also believe and therefore speak knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you hey I'm not worried about all of this why because I just trust the Lord and no matter what came Paul's way Paul knew that God was completely in control and he had complete dependence upon God almighty he really really. really just completely trusted in the Lord. He truly believed the verse that we saw this morning that we know all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We can know tonight that whatever we face, whenever we face it, God is in complete control. And may we at the times of defeat and discouragement, may we echo the prayer of the psalmist in Psalm 42, 5, when he cried out, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Man, Paul, he he, like many others lived in victory because he just trusted God. I don't know about you, but 2020 being the year that it was, was a year that many of us simply got through it because we just said, God, you're in complete control. And all too often, it takes some great catastrophe to get us to that point. I wanna encourage you in 2021, don't get your focus onto the distressing situations around you. Instead, just live in a state of trust. Our trust in him will help us live as more than conquerors. Because it'll help us with our personal steps of faith. In 2021, I want to encourage us as believers to make this year a year that you walk with God. Because as you and I walk with God, we are going to continually trust in Him. Take steps of faith this year. Let this be a year where your faith is challenged, let this be a year where your faith is provoked. Let this be a year where your faith gets out of the comfort zone and just steps out and does something for God to attempts something for him. They say if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And the fact is that there are a lot, of believer, a lot of believers who are stuck in the same place for years. Well, quit being there. Take some steps of faith choose in 2021 that it's going to be a year that my faith in him, since I can trust him, I can take steps of faith for him personally, but then also we can take corporate steps of faith. As a church, continuing to move forward for him, taking steps of faith, even though sometimes it doesn't make sense. Someone asked this morning, and said, hey, pastor, are we still like supporting and helping Micah and Rebecca? I said, yes, we are. It doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? Uh, because we have a building that we're gonna try to build. So it doesn't make sense to take some of our money and give it to other missionaries and take some of our money and give it to a church plan in Wenatchee, Washington. That doesn't make sense. But corporately as a church, we're saying, hey God, we trust you. And we want the cause of Christ to go further than Moses Lake. And this year, I hope that we would be involved by just giving towards Ridge Point Baptist Church. Being involved by taking that corporate step of faith to say, hey, it doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna be involved. I'm gonna go out there and serve maybe once every six or eight weeks. I'm gonna go out there and be involved. And and maybe I don't do anything when I get there, but I'm just gonna go there and be a smiling face, looking at Micah and smiling while he's preaching. Why? Because I just wanna encourage him because I want our church to take steps of faith for the Lord. Steps of faith go into our big days. Our big days like Celebration Sunday. Our big days like Resurrection Sunday and All American Sunday and, and Community Sunday. Well, what, is, what does it take for faith on all those, Pastor? Well, last I checked, we can't make people come to church. Last I checked, we, you, you can't twist that neighbor's arm that really needs Christ. You can't go and really twist their arm and get them to church. Last I checked, that coworker that needs the Lord, you can't make them show up. Last I checked, we have a town of uh, you know, 25,000, 42,000 reachable, probably within our area, that we would consider people that we could reach. Last I checked, a lot of them don't know Christ as their Savior, but we can't make them get saved. And yet we can still hold some big days and in faith, invite people. And in faith, prepare a message. And in faith, prepare some songs. And in faith, clean the church building. And in faith, prepare a kid's class and a nursery. And in faith, maybe prepare a meal. Why are we doing that? Because we're just trusting that God's gonna do something. And if 500 people show up, praise the Lord. If five people show up, praise God. If zero people show up, praise God. Say, so what, are, what are we doing through all that? We're just trusting him. And you know how Paul lived in victory? He said, God, I'm just gonna keep moving forward and trust you with the outcome. I'm going through a lot, but I just know that the same God who raised up Jesus from the dead is gonna raise me up as well. I'm just trusting him. I'm just trusting in Jesus. Another corporate step of faith that we're gonna take this year is with our building and with the property that we are currently purchasing. I'll tell you, we've got some great things going on with the property of course, many of us have been out there looking at that L-shaped property around that old coffee house down there on, um, off of Central, and I'll let you know, let you in on a little secret, we close on the property this Friday. We're done. It'll be ours this Friday, and I'm excited about it, man. A, uh, uh, 11 months, it's been 11 months, really it's been uh, 15 months in the, in the works but 11 months since we pulled the trigger on it and city council voted to sell it to us. And here we are, we're just right around the corner of sealing the deal. But this year, we're gonna have to take some steps in this. Why? Uh, Because there's no building there. And last, last I checked, they don't just like, you know, pop up. I mean, unless you're like Jeff Bezos with Amazon or something, buildings don't just happen like that. But you know what? As a church, we can trust that God's got it because he's more powerful and he's got more resources than anybody else. My grandpa always just said this. The money's out there. It's just in our pockets. That's my grandpa used to say. And you know what? This year, we're gonna be challenged like never before to be involved in helping raise money for the building of Moses Lake Baptist Church. And this year, I'm gonna present something really from now for the next 18 months. We're gonna to have to go through what's called an 18-month rezoning process. So we have to go through 18 months where we can't break ground. We can do things there, but we can't build. So that gives us 18 months to raise the funds for phase one and phase two. Phase one is simply the plans and the foundation Phase two is a three-section building that would help us obtain occupancy. The cost of this is going to be right around $500,000. And you say, Pastor, that seems very inexpensive for that. You got to understand the building's not going to be finished on the inside. It's just going to be bare bones. But here's what I'm asking our church to do is I'm asking our church family, and we're going to have to reach outside of our church family, But over the course of the next 80 weeks, I'm asking people to be one of 500. What is one of 500? Be one of 500. Be one person who plans to give at least $1,000 towards the building between January 2021 and the end of June 2022. If 500 people just gave $1,000 between now and then, that's $500,000 for us to start phase one and phase two. You say, Pastor, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money when you look at $500,000. It's not a lot of money when you look at $1,000 in 18 months. You know how much that is? $12.50 a week. $1.79 a day. You could save it and you'd give $1,000 in 80 80 weeks to the building fund. Now there's gonna be some, they'll say, Pastor, I can't give 1,000. That's fine. Give 10, give 50, give two. Whatever it is, there's going to be some that say, you know what? I could, be, I could be five of the 500. I could be 10 of the 500. And we're going to have to reach outside of our church. Why? Because we don't have 500 people in our church. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to trust God with it. You know what I believe? And I believe that since we started the church, I believe that God will just continue to bless the faith of his people as we move forward. And we've seen God bless every step of the way. We've seen God work every every step, every year that we've come. This year is the church's 10th anniversary in March. And that's the Sunday that I'm going to ask people to sign up to commit to be one of 500. Saying, you know what, over the course of the next year and a half, I'm going to give, try to give at least $1,000. I could give two, I can give one, I could give 200, whatever it is, let's begin praying now, God, what will you do through me for the future of Moses Lake Baptist Church? And so I want to encourage you to pray. Pray about your part in the future of MLBC. You say, how could we be involved? How could I do that? Well, we've just got to know I've got to trust him. Paul, he lived a victorious Christian life. How did he do that? Because he remembered, number one, it's all about Jesus. Number two, I can trust in Jesus. And number three, and most importantly, I believe, he understood that the power is from Jesus. The power is from Jesus. Peppered throughout this entire chapter are some verses that help us see Paul knew that the power to do anything for the Lord would only be from the Lord. Notice verse one and two. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, that refers back to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we won't read all of that right now, but talking about the ministry of reconciliation and bringing people to Christ, Paul says, seeing then that we have this ministry as we received mercy, notice the next three words, we faint not. But we've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. He said, hey, we're called to this ministry and we're not going to faint in it. Notice verse number seven. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. This treasure, he's talking about the ability to use our life to reach other people. There's so much more there. But he's saying it's in an earthen vessel. It's in a weak fleshly vessel. Well, why is it in the flesh? So that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Simply put, so that God can prove who he is through weak people. It's his power. Verse number 16, he said, For which cause we, again, faint not. But though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. We find a common theme in these verses. Paul knew that if he was going to continue for the Lord, if he was going to live in victory, it would only happen with power from God. Verse number one, we faint not because of his mercy. Verse number 16, we faint not because we're renewed with him every day. Verse number seven, he is stating that our insufficiency only proves the power of our holy God. And the fact is that if you and I are going to live in victory, then we must recognize that it only happens through the strength that God gives Faint not only happens when we lean into our relationship with Jesus Christ. Us continuing forward only happens as we receive his strength. And when we know that it's his power and not ours, we are more likely to live as more than conquerors. And so this year, we're gonna be challenged to lean into his power. How are we gonna be challenged to this? I wanna challenge you to commit to personally walk with the Lord. Man, let this year be a year where you are consistent in your relationship with Christ. I've done this for the last few years, but I bring it up again. I wanna challenge you to give God 10 minutes a day. Just give him 10 minutes a day in his word. 10 minutes isn't much. 10 minutes a day in scripture. I wanna tell you something that I believe to be so very true, and I've said it this morning. But the number one thing the devil fights in your life is your time in the word of God. But I promise you, if you would just give God 10 minutes a day, God would change your life. He would change you from the inside out. That's not a promise from Pastor Dennis. That's a promise from God. God said, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. Man, give him 10 minutes a day in in his word. Give him 10 minutes a day in prayer. This year... Spend time praying. That's why we give you the prayer list and that's why we give you the resource of this book is to just help keep track and to help every single one of us understand that I have no power to do this on my own. I need God. If you miss a day, get up tomorrow and do it. If you miss two days, just get back in it. You know, we like to throw in the towel. We miss a week or we miss a couple days and we go, man, see, told you I couldn't do it. Quit doing that. If you missed Tuesday and Wednesday morning, you wake up and think, man, I missed yesterday. Who cares? Today is a new day. Get in the word today. Stop living under the guilt of that defeat that the devil tries to give. You see, the devil tries to bring it into your mind. See, you failed at it again. You committed to read the Bible every day, and look, you're already on January 3rd. You've missed three days. The devil likes to do that. You know what you can do? Just get up tomorrow on January 4th and get in the Word. Start a new day. Start with the day you have. You know what we're gonna see? We're gonna, I believe we will see God, <coughs> excuse me, we'll see God bless in our life when we lean into his power. That's why we're introducing that daily podcast and Bible study with with me, uh, is to just really help every one of us get into the word. Robert said, pastor, is this gonna be something that's like permanent forever? I don't know. It might be one week. Um, We might do it this week and go, well, you know, maybe we're not gonna do this anymore. But I think this will be something that'll help people. And tomorrow morning at 9.30, we're gonna be on in Colossians chapter number four and verse number six, one very simple verse about the importance of our words. For 10 minutes, we're just gonna talk about the importance of using edifying words and words that uh, that lift people up. And I'm not gonna give you the devotion right now because then you won't be on in the morning. But why would we do that? Because I wanna help our church family and myself just lean into his power. Gonna be involved to... Be at our services. I would encourage you this year to be personally engaged in the the church services. Commit to be faithful. Commit to be here. We're going to do a number of studies this year. I'm looking forward to Sunday mornings. We're going to be going through Nehemiah and then 1 Corinthians. Sunday nights, we're doing 2 Samuel pretty much the, almost the entire year, the book of 2 Samuel, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as soon as we finish up Philippians, we have one message left in Philippians, and then we'll start in, in, in 2 Samuel, and it's going to be a great time. Man, all, what is the purpose of all of these things? It's because we need to lean into his power. Thinking about our Thursday nights, our life groups used to be on Sunday mornings. We've moved them to Thursday nights to meet and go through different studies. This year, we're going through studies like overcoming sin and witnessing, understanding biblical music or how to establish healthy habits, how to use social media right and raising a family, going to talk about marriage. I mean, so many different things that we can do in this coming year on Thursdays. Why would we do all of these things? Because it's just going to help us be involved and understand it's his power. And not ours. So what can I do? Be faithful, be involved, be available, and be giving. Be giving, giving, give towards the future, give towards the support, continue with tithe and missions and building and ridgepoint and all of these things. Continue with giving of your time and serving him. Continue with giving of your, your your abilities to be involved. Listen, all of these things just go under me, realizing it's not by my power, but it's by his. Paul lived in victory because he remembered, number one, it's all about Jesus. Number two, I can trust in Jesus. Number three, the power is from Jesus. But number four, and lastly, tonight, one day we will see Jesus. Notice what Paul says in verse 17 and 18. He said, for our light affliction. That's an amazing statement. Because of everything that Paul went through, you know what he described it as? That's the light stuff. It's our light affliction. He says, Our light affliction, which is but for a moment. James said that life is a vapor. It appeareth for a moment, then vanisheth away. That's how Paul looked at his struggles. He said, It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For because the things which are seen, they are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal. I wanna encourage you this year, don't get caught up in the temporal because when you do, it's it's easy to live defeated. Really, I would say tonight that most Christians probably live defeated because they're too caught up in the temporal. But when I focus on the eternal, when I focus on the eternal, God helps me remember that I am more than a conqueror. When I focus on the eternal, God helps me live victorious. And as we close tonight, what I want us to understand is that we don't have to live discouraged and defeated. We, like Paul, can live the life of a victor. We can remember that we truly are on the winning side. We can remember that it really is in our Savior's name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And we, because of Jesus, we are more than conquerors and so we need to live in victory, how do we do this? How can I continue serving this year? How can we continue giving this year? How can we build a new building this year? How can we reach the lost this year? How can I continue with the the kids ministry, Clubhouse Kids? How can I continue in in the nursery? How can I continue in my Bible study and in in my prayer time and in my uh, witnessing? How can I continue in all of these things? Well, I'll continue. I'll live victorious when I remember it's all about him, I can trust in him, the power is from him, and one day I'm gonna see him. When these things control our mindset, you know what we will do? We will step up and step out for the cause of Christ. We will realize that he uses everything we do for him to, like we saw this morning, to simply add one more point to the scoreboard. We already have a decisive victory because of Christ, but Jesus invites you and I to join with him to keep moving forward. And so I wanna challenge you tonight. Keep serving, keep reading, keep attending, keep giving, keep encouraging, keep cleaning, keep singing, keep teaching, keep preaching, keep witnessing, keep loving God. Why? Because of him, we're more than conquerors. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.